Welcome to the Moms for Wellness podcast on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV. This is a podcast for moms who are passionate about being healthy and who are leading their kids to do the same. Welcome back, Mama, to the podcast. So I'm curious if you have ever heard these things. It's too expensive to eat healthy. Organic fruits and vegetables cost too much. I can't afford to eat healthy. It is just not in the budget. It's not our priority right now. Have you said these things? Or have you heard someone else say these things? Well, let's break this down just a little bit. I want to share some numbers with you, some statistics, try to say that three times, uh, because my contention is that you can actually not afford not to eat healthy and to choose to eat organic fruits and veggies and all the things that you think that you can't afford, okay? So let's look at some numbers, shall we? Um, we are focusing on Americans because that is where I live and where the majority of the people who listen to this podcast live. But um, numbers are kind of similar in um, other countries too, but these are focusing on the Americans um, or in America. So 1.4 million Americans are diagnosed with diabetes every year. 1.4 million Americans are diagnosed with diabetes every year. In 2019, and I will say like a lot of the statistics I have are from 2019, 2020, 2021, because um, that's like what the numbers that they have available um, currently. So in 2019, 96 million Americans age 18 and older, <coughs> excuse me, had pre-diabetes. Okay, 18 and over, 96 million Americans had pre-diabetes. About 283,000 Americans under the age of 20 are estimated to have diagnosed diabetes, approximately 0.35% of that population. So we're talking under 20. That's crazy. Let's look at another one. Let's look at obesity. About 1 in 11 adults, which is 9.2% of the population, have severe obesity. About 1 in 6 children and adolescents ages 2 to 19, which is 16.1% of the population, are overweight. So 1 in 6 children are overweight. Almost 1 in 5 children and adolescents ages 2 to 19, which is 19.3%, have obesity. So one in six are overweight, one in five children have obesity, and then one in 16 children and adolescents ages two to 19, or 6.1% of that population, have severe obesity. So in doing my math, adding things up, that is 41% or almost half of our children have either, are either overweight or obese. And I went much further in depth in that in a past episode. I will link it in the show notes for you if you want to know more about that and what you can specifically do about that. But I'm just, that's not the focus of this episode, but it's definitely part of it. So we're talking obesity in our children. We're talking obesity in adults, okay? Then let's talk about heart disease. 
heart disease continues to be the number one cause of death in the U.S. I don't know if you knew that or not. You might not know that because a lot of other things seem to get press over heart disease, but it is true. Heart disease continues, as in it has been, the number one cause of death in the U.S. So coronary heart disease, or sometimes it's called CHD, coronary heart disease, accounted for approximately 12.6% of deaths in the United States in 2018, which caused 360,900 deaths. The estimated direct and indirect cost of heart disease in 2017 to 2018 um, was $228.7 billion in the United States, okay? So we're talking numbers of people that had these things, but also the cost uh, for these diseases and these issues. So that's heart disease. Let's talk about stroke. A stroke is a disease that affects the arteries leading to and within the brain. So <clears throat> in the United States, about 795,000 people suffer a stroke each year. So every year, 795,000 people suffer a stroke in the U.S. In 2019, stroke accounted for approximately one of every 19 deaths in the United States. One out of 19 deaths were from stroke in 2019. Stroke is also the leading cause of serious long-term disability in the United States as well. There are over 7 million stroke survivors that are alive in the United States, and two-thirds of them are currently disabled. So two-thirds of that 7 million people are disabled because of a stroke. Around 25% of people who recover from their first stroke will have another one within five years. <clears throat> I mean, that's amazing to me. But here's the most amazing number when we're talking about strokes that I want you to hear. 80%, eight 80%, 80% of strokes are preventable. Strokes can and do occur at any age. So don't think if you're like not of a certain age, like, oh, this doesn't apply to me. Nearly one quarter of strokes occur under the age of 65. And then the risk of stroke more than doubles each decade after the age of 55. So yes, you have an more of an increasing chance as you get older, but a quarter of them happen under 65. All right, so that's strokes. Then there's cancer. Cancer was the second leading cause of death after heart disease in the United States in 2020. Okay, so cancer was. So heart disease and cancer. These are top reasons for death in the United States. And then let's talk about high blood pressure or hypertension. It's known as hypertension, um, high blood pressure. What it does is it increases the risk for heart disease and stroke. We just talked about both of them, which are two leading causes of death for people in the United States, which we just discussed. So this is kind of a precursor to heart disease and stroke. In 2020, more than 670,000 deaths in the United States had hypertension as a primary or contributing cause. Nearly half of adults in the United States, or 47%, or 116 million, have hypertension. Okay, did, did you catch that? Almost half of the adults in the United States have hypertension. And hypertension is a precursor to heart disease 
and stroke, two of the leading causes of deaths. Do you see the connections here? Approximately one in five adults with hypertension in the United States are recommended lifestyle modifications only. So there's different levels of recommendations that doctors will give for people with hypertension. But one in five people who have hypertension which amounts to 24.3 million people, the doctors recommend a lifestyle modification. Others, they recommend lifestyle modification and medication, but we're talking 24.3 million people are recommended a lifestyle modification to change the hypertension issues, which will and then in, in line change the effects of causing stroke and heart disease. Here's the thing. Why am I throwing all these numbers at you? Well, because every single one of these can be changed and improved by your diet. Your diet, your lifestyle, your toxic load, your consumer decisions, your stress level, your decisions that you make in life have a profound and direct effect on your overall health. What are some diet decisions that you might take to reduce your likelihood of being part of these statistics? Well, doing things like limiting your intake of saturated and trans fats, lower your sodium intake, eat more fruits and vegetables, avoid processed and fast food. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about some of the industries and the competition that is out there for your dollars, your consumer spending, okay? So let's look at the industries that are available to us in the US that are doing a booming business. So let's first look at the health industry. The United States spent $511 billion on medicines in 2019, okay? Medications, medicines, $511 billion industry. U.S. consumers are spending $1,011 per year on prescription drugs, nearly three times as much as Sweden, who spends just $351 per year on prescription drugs, on medications. Do you see that difference? Do you see that difference? And that's a direct impact from our lifestyle. Health spending totaled $74.1 billion in 1970. So watch this progression, this is interesting. So in 1970, we were spending $74.1 billion in the health spending. By 2000, health expenditures had reached about $1.4 trillion. And in 2021, the amount spent on health tripled to $4.3 trillion. I mean, that's crazy, from 74 billion to 1.4 trillion to 4.3 trillion from 1970 to 2021. That's crazy increases. And yes, there's the increase of costs and stuff, I get that, but in general, we are spending so much on healthcare. So let's look at food, let's look at snacks. What are we spending as Americans? Well, an interesting study was done <clears throat> and at $9.22 a week, Americans' snacks add up to $479.44 a year, meaning the average respondent to this survey will spend $28,766.40 just on snacks during their lifetime. So for some people, that's almost their whole, a one whole year's salary on snacks. <laughs> that's crazy. We love our snacks in the U.S., don't we? So let's talk about those snacks. What kind of snacks are we talking about? Well, 
potato chips are the largest segment in the salty snack division. And Lay's was the leading potato chip brand of the United States with about 3.6 billion US dollars worth of sales in 2021 and 2022, accounting for approximately 41% of the potato chip industry. So they have almost half of the potato chip industry, okay? And they are $3.6 billion in sales in one year. 3.6 billion, you guys, that's crazy. That's crazy, and, and then get this, potato chip sales actually skyrocketed during the pandemic. So that's interesting. So people were looking for comfort food, went for the potato chips, probably not the best decisions ever made, part of the contribution. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh, if you guys are just listening, you need to be watching, you need to jump over to YouTube and check it out. So potato chips, like 3.6 billion, okay. So crazy. Let's move on to another one. Let's look at pasta, okay? Revenue in the pasta segments amounts to $8.91 billion in 2023. So that is crazy. That's a lot of pasta, a lot of carbs, a lot of pasta. All right, let's talk about another industry. Let's talk about fast food. The total consumer spending in the United States for fast food was $304.8 billion in 2021. And that was actually up from the previous year's total of $272 billion. So in 2020, with everything that was going on, the fast food industry was at $272 billion. And then they went up to more their normal thing in 2021 at $304.8 billion that we are spending as Americans on fast food. So this amounts to 37% or 50 million Americans, so 50 million Americans, consume fast food every day. Every day, you guys, like I can't, I can't, I, I just, I can't even, I just can't imagine. Are, are you, are you one of those? Like maybe you're one of those and you're just like, yeah, Jenny, I do that. Like, yeah, obviously that's what we do. Okay, this is what we're talking about. So, all right, let's go on to another one. Uh, let's talk about ice cream. Who doesn't love ice cream, right? I know, I know, I know. You're like, why are you picking on ice cream? Well, the average American consumes, This, honestly, this is crazy to me. The average American consumes approximately 23 pounds of ice cream and related frozen desserts per year. 23 pounds of ice cream. Total ice cream category sales amounted to about 6.79 billion US dollars. That's crazy. All right, so let's move on to another industry. Let's talk about processed meat, okay? So when we're talking about processed meat, it's like it's an umbrella term referring to meat products that have been modified and enriched with multiple additives, okay? So meat is considered to be processed when it is preserved by curing it, by smoking or salting or fermenting or adding any chemical to extend its shelf life and improve its taste. So meats such as beef, pork, turkey, chicken, and lamb are commonly used to produce processed meat. So various processed meat products include pepperoni, jerky, hot dogs, sausages, and certain preservatives are added to the meat to prevent bacteria and other organisms from spoiling. So this is what we're talking about when we're talking about processed meat, okay? So it's interesting. So the 
North American processed meat market is expected to grow and grow. So it's, it's, I found a projected forecast period for 2022 to 2029 was saying that it was um, expected to grow 4.8% um, to 77, and I'm pretty sure I'm reading this number correctly. I think I am. 77,247.59 million dollars by 2029. I don't know. It's such a big number. I'm not even sure if I'm saying it correctly. So, but it's it's huge. It's growing. It says increased demand for processed meat in the food and pharmaceutical industries may drive growth in the North America processed meat market, which I thought that was really fascinating. I thought that was really interesting. But I want to read this to you. I want to share this with you um, because this is the the processed meat market is expected to grow. It's forecast to, to have this huge growth. And here's why. Major factors that are expected to boost the growth of the North America processed meat market in the forecast period are the increase in disposable income. Moreover, the decrease in the time taken to cook meat at home because of the hectic lifestyle is estimated further to supplement the growth of the North America processed meat market. Meaning we're hectic, we're crazy, we're busy, we're too busy to cook real food, so we're just gonna use the processed meat, okay? But then this is interesting. Then they say, on the other hand, the rise in the incidences of obesity because of the high consumption of processed meat-based products is projected to impede the growth of the North America processed meat market in the timeline period. In addition, growing fast food and restaurant chains can further provide potential opportunities for the growth of the processed meat market in the coming years. However, the stringent government regulations might further challenge the growth of the North America processed meat market. So I thought that was really interesting, really insightful to see that, hmm, look at this, people are starting to catch on that the processed meats that we're eating lead to and help contribute to obesity and maybe we're starting to catch on to this and we want to start cutting that out. So maybe some of this, the expected growth isn't going to happen so much. Oh, wait, but then we can push this off to fast food. And, oh, the fast food market is booming. So, I mean, it, it's just, do you see the connections here? Okay, so that's a processed meat. Let's look at another industry. Let's talk about your coffee shops like Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks and going out and getting your frou-frou drinks because it's not really coffee that we're talking about. We're talking about these mega caloric drinks. So in 2021, the revenue of the coffee market in the U.S. was nearly $82 billion U.S. dollars. According to a recent U.S. survey, 14.4% of respondents reported spending more than $40 U.S. dollars a month in coffee shops. All right, so then let's look at one more industry. Let's talk about fresh fruit and veggies. In 2021, the total spending on fruits and veggies of U.S. households amounted to about $1,033 U.S. dollars that year. In 2020, the size of the U.S. fruits and vegetables market valued over $5.2 billion U.S. dollars. So fruits and veggies, $5.2 billion. Do you remember what the number was? I uh, Let me go back to... Um, the uh, fast food industry. Where was fast food? I went past it. Let me check. Fast food. Anyone remember the number? Anyone? Anyone? Where's fast food? Fast food. Where are you? Um, why can't I find it? It was a lot. It was like in the. Oh, here it is. Fast food. Three hundred and four point eight billion. Three hundred and four point eight billion versus five point two billion in fruits and veggies. 
here's the bottom line. Pay now or pay later. I'm not going to say that it isn't costly to eat healthy and make healthy decisions. But guess what else is costly? Hospital bills, medications, medical treatments. Not to mention talking about how you feel. When you eat well, you feel well. Don't you want to feel well? Who wants to feel like crap? And when you start eating healthy and make that investment into your health and feeling well, there really is no going back. It's not worth it to eat all the junk and feel like crap all the time. And here's the thing. Most people do a total 180 once they get sick, once they get diagnosed with something, and then they have to change their lifestyle, right? But I'm here to tell you that you can change now. You don't have to wait to get that diagnosis before you decide to make changes. I don't want you to have to have that diagnosis. All too often I hear people say, oh, I'm fine. I have no health issues. But the problem is you don't know until you do. Meaning many of these diseases are adding up and building up over time and they are just waiting for you to notice. But that you won't notice until the water boils up and goes over the edge of the pot, right? But the thing is it has been heating and starting to boil for a very long time. And it's only till you find out later that you simply could have turned off the burner. You could have turned off the heat source and it would have never reached that boiling point. There is so much that you can do to prevent so many of these illnesses that we talked about. So look at it as an investment, an investment into your future, an investment into your health. Yes, count the cost, but count all of the cost. Because so, 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 so many of these ailments that plague our society can be prevented by making different decisions, by making better decisions. But see, this isn't what is going to be broadcast from the commercials and be the talking points on all the shows. Why? Because it is not going to be what makes them money. You eating healthy and you being healthy creates no need for you to rely on medications and endless doctor visits. So you are not gonna hear this message over and over again. And look at the industry numbers. Snacks and fast food are multi-billion dollar industries. Don't you think they have a major investment in you buying them and eating them and getting hooked? I mean, they are scientifically created for you to get addicted to them. It is very hard to break free from them and they do that on purpose. So what do you do from here? Well, now that you have counted the cost, either pay now or pay later and enjoy feeling well now or feel like crap now, your choice, then you need to make a decision. Once you have decided to make healthy decisions, then create a list of items that you need at the grocery store. And in fact, actually scratch that. Try this, go to the grocery store and only shop the perimeter. I'm sorry, I keep hitting, sorry when you hear that loud noise, it's because I'm, I'm getting excited and talking with my hands and I'm hitting my uh, microphone. Um, so <clears throat> walk the perimeter, go to the grocery store, walk around the perimeter, and I challenge you to do this experiment. Go there and do not go up and down the aisles. Take your cart and only shop on the outside perimeter of the store. And then try it and report back to me. And I'm curious to hear about your experience. And I challenge you to either get all or a majority of your grocery store items from the perimeter, the outside part of the store. 
And then also there are ways to get discounts on healthy food items, brands, and produce. And if you need help with this, let me know. You can join our thriving community on Facebook. We're at Journey with Jenny to Healthy Living. Um, there's always a link uh, for that in the show notes. It will be there. So go ahead and, and click that link. Join us in the Facebook group. We're always discussing healthy options, making healthy decisions. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at Jenny Hardy. Send me a message and just let me know that you want help in this area. I would ha- be happy to chat with you and connect with you and just figure out where to help you get started. But do start. Start today. Think about the foods that you are eating. Think about the foods that you are feeding your family. Think about the products that you are using. Think about the products that you are giving to your family to use. Think about the stress load you are putting on yourself. What changes can you start making today that your future self will look back and thank you for starting to make? I encourage you to do it get started today. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining me on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV or joining me on the Moms for Wellness podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Moms for Wellness podcast and leave a five-star rating or review. It really is helpful and we would be so grateful. I'm Jenny. Have a good one.